Welcome back. Been a very, very busy show. Eddie Maguire, Trent Rivers has joined us now. Let's focus on, of course, WAFL football with our man from the West Coast Eagles, the captain of the Waffle Eagles, and that is Hamish Brayshaw. Hammer? Goss, thanks for having me back. A, uh, a tough weekend for oh, us. Oh, was it ever? Yeah, not our, not our greatest performance, but uh, only one to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the finish line can't come quick enough? Yeah. Getting like that, body's <laughs> pulling up pretty sore. It's been uh, it's been certainly a long year, I and mean, we've had a few COVID breaks and and the like. So it's um, I can't remember how often the waffle season goes longer than the AFL season. So five or six um, players only at your disposal. You had to dig deep into the uh, into the backup group. Yeah, that uh, that was tough. I've said it a couple of times before. I think ten AFL list of players is our mark where we're competitive. Um, we've had a couple of games this year where we've had sort of twelve, thirteen, and we've played really, really well and won some games, but. Ten's our competitive mark. Five, uh, is, it's just, it's hard. I mean, those guys, are, and I credit to them for sticking around and playing with us. I mean, the AFL season's done there and they're, you know, they're not in that quarantine, so they just want to play footy. So thank you very much for those guys for coming down. We've got one more game. Has Garlett left? No, he's uh, he's still living in Geraldton, but um, I think he might have hurt his ankle or his knee or something. Well, is he's playing up there on Sunday. Yeah, for railways, is he? Oh, geez, there we go. <laughs> That's I'm, the uh, mail. Harry Taylor told us earlier in the show. Okay, well, yeah, I'm unsure. I don't know what uh, what his plans are and how he's going to go. But um, so he was coming down every week to play, was he? Yeah, he was coming down every week. So uh, he was trying to find, he's trying to find look for work down here. But yep. um, and you know, in the meantime, he's still up in Geraldton. It's a five hour drive, so oh. plenty of time to uh, collect your thoughts before a game. Very true. All right, let's race through these games. Of course, uh, final round. Then I've got a Who Am I for you, which yeah, we beautiful. had your stump last you week. You did. I was uh, Ben McKinley. I was thinking about it the whole <laughs> way home, stuck in the. Uh, I, did you get COVID? Didn't you get the? Didn't you get the? Yeah, went and got jab? a jab, and I was. It, it took me uh, what fifty minutes at Cle- uh, Claremont Showgrounds, walking through, and I was just sitting there thinking, "Geez, who was it?" <laughs> I was going through all the Gold Coast, uh, the guys who have moved to Gold Coast and moved to GWS, because I thought it had to be someone who had won a norms. <laughs> I mean, won a, uh, a goal kicking there when they were not overly good. Then I got stuck on Melbourne early winners, and I think my last guess might have guess might have been Jeff Garlett, but uh, yeah, no, certainly wouldn't have got McKinley. Yeah, he's a good fella too. We spoke to him on the show. Okay, Claremont are at home to Swan District. Uh, for those who are interested, uh, Gillian Goss doing a, uh, a live show on Friday for the Claremont fraternity. So hopefully a lot of those folks back up the next day. I don't know if yeah. they will. It'll be pretty dusty for them. <laughs> they take on Swans. They should be winning the Tigers. Yeah, I think they should be. They were very, very impressive against us on the weekend. Uh, they had a couple of really good players that stood up and played Bailey well. Bailey Rogers. Was anyone playing Gee on him? Gee whiz. He was, he was very impressive. Um, 37 and 3, I think. Seven marks in the first quarter. Were they chip arounds or were they? Uh, to be honest with you, mate, there was a lot going on in the first quarter. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to how many marks Bailey Rogers had had. But... Uh, no, they, uh, he was super impressive on the day. They had a couple of really good players. But uh, Swans have been playing some really good footy, but I just can't see. I think uh, Claremont need to win. or they've got a, They're 0.4% away from south, so they'll be throwing everything at this game. All righty. Peel Thunder are home to Subiaco. Hate to say it, but as a Subi man, this is a massive danger game. It is. I mean, Peel have got uh, – they've got probably a few more – uh, Freo guys than we do yeah. uh, playing for them. Yeah. They've got they they won last week. They're you know I think this is their as their last game of the season. I was speaking to uh, Mark Nikoski about it earlier in the week. It's it's an interesting prospect going into the last game, knowing you can't play finals and knowing the season's done because sure. you play with that level of freedom and that level of well you know what there's nothing that can go wrong. We can't you know there's no benefit to us. There's no ramifications. There's no ramifications. There's yeah. no risk. It's just I can play as free as I want and there's there's that sort of – it's a challenge when you're going up against a team who needs to – super need to win to stay on top and to, you know, to Correct. lock that away. So 
they've got everything to play for, whereas Peel have got nothing to lose. So they're going to be throwing. You know, it, it is a danger game. I still think Subiaco will win. I think they've. Um, I've said it all year that I think they'll be the team to beat. Toby um, Watson, Talon Demand. They've got some good backline players. Yeah, they do. They do. It'll be is Greg Clark back this week. Hopefully. Yeah, that'll make a difference. Like but really, um, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like they need him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still think Subi will um will be there at the end and and will be tough to beat. But uh, yeah, this will be a, certainly a danger game for him. Last week, West Perth, the kicking was astonishing. East Fremantle kicked twenty goals three, and I think they kicked seven goals twenty two or so. Yeah. Like the disparity in points, I've never. I actually yeah. tried to ask Sir Swamp Thing if there is, is that as close to a record. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. They've got to bounce back against a depleted Perth, surely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, they were very West Perth were very, very good against us a couple of mm. weeks ago. And, I mean, even on the weekend, they kick half as many goals as they do points, and it's all of a sudden a, a pretty tight game. So I think they'll uh, I think they'll bounce back. They'll, I think, just through weight of numbers inside 50s, I think they'll pile on a pretty big score. You've got Perth. South Fremantle, so it doesn't get any easier. They've got plenty Certainly to play doesn't. for. Yeah, they do. It's a, uh, as I said, they're in a pretty tight spot, uh, tight race with Claremont for uh, for second. I think it's 0.4% away. So, um, we, I mean, we had a pretty similar looking side against them earlier in the year, and they, and they beat us by you know seventy odd seventy odd points. I mean, we were right in it in that first quarter. I think we were leading it for most of the game, uh, most of the first quarter, and then they sort of clipped us. So there'll be a few things we're working on. But again, we're in the same mould as I was speaking about uh, Peel before. We got nothing to lose, so we'll uh, we'll certainly be just throwing everything at it. Uh... What's your vibe on a couple of things that are happening in the landscape of AFL football? Um, who wins it from here? We're down to six now. We are. You, do you think the brothers? Oh, I, yeah. Win? I think Melbourne was super impressive. Yeah. I uh, they played a brand of footy that I think stacks up in finals. Their defence is so much tighter now than it has been. I mean, I look back on twenty eighteen when they were in similar position in the prelim. They got on that run of momentum late in 2018 and that, I think, sort of the wave of emotion and that momentum took them to the prelim, came up against the best side of the year and, and couldn't get it done. But I think they've sort of, they've got a game plan now and a, a brand of football that can stack up in big games and we, you saw it on the weekend. They were, uh, they were really impressive. I think they're going to be the team to beat. Port Adelaide were mighty impressive as well, so that's going to be tough. I can't see a team outside the top four getting it done. I know the dogs were there or thereabouts all year, but... Um, the opposition didn't provide much bombers. Yeah, that's true, but I think they've just been... They've sort of faltered a little bit in the last sort of month. They've, their form's not sort of stacked. If they can find the form of the uh, you know this first half of the year, they'll be tough, but uh, I do think it'll come out of the top four, and, and my tip at the moment is Melbourne. Right. A little bit of bias, but uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm hoping they how hard is that? You know that he's here. We've spoken to yep. Trent Rivers on the show. He said his mum might come off, come up, and drop off a, a gift pack. They can't see him. Uh, I don't even think you're allowed on the course to stand through the fence. I'm not exactly sure what the protocols are. Have you tried to see your brother? Well, I can't see him. <laughs> I, uh, I actually did go and drop a care package off to him the other night. I uh, He asked for some Coke Zero and a couple of snacks and the like, and, <laughs> and the way it works well, don't is, they sell those at Junilab? Oh, they do, but you're not allowed to leave your hotel room. Oh, got, good so point. So <laughs> it's funny. They've, they've, you drop it at reception, and the receptionist takes it up to the room. And the receptionist, I can't remember her name, but she was a lovely lady and said, yeah, yeah, come on through, just drop it at the desk. Anyway, I took it upon myself to have a little laugh and dropped him off a 24-pack of toilet paper as well. <laughs> so that this woman's walking upstairs with some Coke Zero and, and thinking that Angus has requested a 24-pack of toilet paper. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you drop that off. I think they're out of quarantine the couple of days after the prelim, so he'll stay here regardless. Um, yep. Fingers crossed they make it and has a couple of weeks uh, to spend a bit of time with family, so... Mum's over here as well, quarantining, so she's... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, she's out next week. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, 
hopefully they make it through, but regardless, he'll be here. But I'll see him in a couple of weeks. I dropped off some craze, some Gage Rhodes, uh, and some bread and common bread yep. to Gary Lyon yesterday. Is he at Jingle Up as well? Yeah. Oh, no. No. No, he's, he's in, in the city. Yeah, right. The street. Yeah. And they're all there. Well, there's a, I think there's, as I mentioned to Eddie Maguire, who can't get in. We've yep. spoken to Eddie. <laughs> Poor old Ed. Uh, we've spoken. Uh, so at the hotel, there's Damien Barrett. Yep. Purple. Um, Sam McClure. Ayrton and Woolley from Nine, Gary, and I think there's several others as well yep. who are all in the one hotel, yeah. and uh, they're out trying to outdo each other. So we thought we'd drop off the crayfish. Yeah, good on him. Fair <laughs> enough. He's pretty happy with himself, Gary, but he's going a little <laughs> bit uh, stir crazy. Yeah. Um, and last one for you. Uh, we've seen this morning the announcement that Craig McRae is the new coach of Collingwood. So good developer of young men. Justin Lepich is going back into the system as well. Yep. Um, from an outsider looking in, they're not far away from it, are they, Collingwood, really? I mean, they've got some young. I mean, they've still probably got two or three years of redevelopment to go, but they've got the core nucleus of a team that's good enough. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've got some they, – they do have a couple of senior players. You know, I mean, Pendlebury is still in that mould of a, a senior player that is a real good leader for the young for the young group coming through. But I think they've got some really good young mm. talent. I mean, Dugowie's a star. Maynard's Maynard's a really good player. I think he's come a long way in the last year or two. Um, Dacos, yep. Josh, and now, you know, Nick. looking at Nick coming through. That You know, I think they're going to have – a really good group of players under sort of 26, 25, 26 that they can build a, you know, a, a build another crack at a premiership mm. run um, in the next sort of three or four years. So, you know, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the new coaching staff develop these young players, but I think they'll have the talent pool there available if they can uh, if they can get it right. And Robert Harvey, who has left, um, basically is aligning himself to a Ross Lyon ticket at Carlton because yep. that's his mentor, of course, yep. when they were at St Kilda together. It'll be interesting to see if that plays out. Do you think Ross Lyon's got something to offer again? Yeah, oh, I think so. I thought he was um, – I mean, Andrew really got along with him at Fremantle. Uh, he – Took him flowers, didn't he? Yeah, well, I'm not sure how much truth there is to that story. What, but, what did, uh, come on. Oh, I'm not sure. Mate, I, know, I know that mate, after, I know that he went. Ross Lyon said, <laughs> Andrew Brasher and Adam Chera, when I got the sack, came to my house with flowers. You would know that. Well, he could have. He, he definitely went to his house after he, after Flowers the, didn't get a mention. I'm not sure. I I wouldn't were know. Were they for Ross's coaching graveyard or were they for <laughs> Mrs. Lyon? I'm not, I think they might have been for Mrs. Lyon. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think he still has a lot to offer. I mean, he took... He's he did a really good job at St Kilda. Did a really good job at Fremantle. So I think he's. Uh, I, I certainly think he's got a lot more to offer. Okay, thanks for coming in. No worries. Have you got another? Uh, oh got a who God! Am I, yes, Josh? yes. <laughs> Settle yeah, in. You may, Sir, this yeah. is the bit. You I had me stewing right on it. Yeah, had me stewing on it for hours in McKinley last week. <laughs> now you've got to let you go out. Yeah. All right, Hammer. So last week was Ben McKinley. The previous week was Andrew Wills, or the day before. Yeah. Okay. I reckon this is in. I reckon this is in your. Your old man's wheelhouse. Okay. All right. So you might want to get the I'll hints. I'll give him a, yeah, all right, yeah, right, I'll right, give him a call. Get home. your pen and paper. Right. Three clubs. Hang on a minute. I'm not sure who this is. Yep. That's <laughs> Hayes's. Three, three clubs. Three clubs over 150 games. Yep. No finals. Okay. All right. Ready for this one? You're going to get, I reckon the last hint you'll get, and can you, can you write down your answer because... We've yep. probably got people still trying to win the Okay, pack. yep, sure. Okay, for, it's, it's for a carton of Albie. Beautiful. Okay, Three clubs, 150-plus games, no, no finals. No finals. Okay. My debut for my second club was against my first club. Yep. And my debut for my third club was against my second club. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> good, isn't it? That's a good little tidbit. Right. Yep. My career was over by the time before I turned 29. In one game, I had 34 disposals and kicked five goals and didn't get a Brownlow vote. My goodness me. 
And this is the one. This is the game changer because you'll know this is part of footy folklore. Sure. You will know this. Okay. After a disappointing performance in a game, I landed back at my home state. My girlfriend was there with friends to pick us up and go out for dinner. I went to my bag, put on my dirty shorts and socks, and I ran 22 kilometres home. Who am I? And I've got one more little hint if you can't get it from that. You can't get it. I I heard... Now, look, I've heard a story of Robert Harvey running... Okay. Like 13, 14, 15 clubs. He hasn't been at three clubs. He hasn't been at three clubs. So it's not Robert Harvey. No, obviously not. Um, <laughs> All right, last hint. Yeah, you're going to have to give me another hint here. I was the personal physio yep. to Luciano Pavarotti for three years. There you go. <laughs> Look at you. This is good, see? Okay. You're good. Okay, so take it away. I reckon I reckon one phone call to the old man and you'll just go back. All right. Want to try that? Three clubs, yep. one fifty plus games, yep. no finals. Yep. De- this is an interesting. I like this debut against the second club was a debut for the second club was against the first, and for the third was against the second. Correct. He was retired before he was twenty nine. Correct. Thirty four disposals, five goals. Didn't get him a Brownlow vote. Correct. He dropped. Off, he ran twenty two k's home from the airport. Correct. After a losing game, after disappointed. a losing game, and yep. he was the personal physio to Luciano Pavarotti. All right, I'll give the old man a call on the way home. <laughs> hey, Mr. <Mish> Brayshaw, <coughs> thanks for dropping in. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Hammer Brayshaw here on Sporting Goss.